it's so awesome to worship. It's so awesome to, awesome to sing in song and to praise God and, and just to like be here this morning. We're walking through a season of Thanksgiving, a time uh, that we're stopping, reflecting, we're looking, we're searching, I hope, we're wondering, what will God do next? You never know what he, he desires to do. But he gives us little windows and little peaks. He gives us his word and the revelation from his spirit. He desires for us to know what he's doing amongst us. He really does. So we're going to continue our walk this morning in a season of Thanksgiving. I do want to reflect back on week one. Two weeks ago, Isaiah 43, 18 said, says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. So we took a little bit of time two weeks ago, and we talked about reflecting on our past. And not to beat us up. I mean, it's worth repeating. Not to give a spirit of condemnation, if you will, but to remember where we have been. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Not not just like bad things that we need to get out of our life or our mind. But we need, we need to move on. Today, today is a new day, right? The Bible says, let us rejoice and let us be glad in this day. So there's things in this day that we need to just, we need to move forward in. We need to have this perception, this understanding, this discernment of what God has for us today and moving into the future. So we talked about that two weeks ago. Last week, we had a season of Thanksgiving and we talked about a time to receive. And we talked about a time to receive God's grace. And how do we receive God's grace? Well, we ask by faith. And by God's grace, he gives. How do we receive God's mercy? We seek by God's mercy, we'll find. But we got to seek by God's mercy. How do we find God's provision or how do we receive God's provision? We knock and by God's provision, we will what? I'm just checking. I wanted to see if you guys were... Up with me, paying attention. You know, sometimes the word seems a little simplistic. Now, now here's what I mean. I want to qualify this, just kind of going into this morning, just a little. Sometimes, have you ever found yourself, now just be a little transparent. Let's be a little transparent this morning. Have you ever found yourself reading the word of God and like you just go, yeah, I mean, it's clear. You know what I mean? You read it, thou shalt not steal. Okay, I'm not supposed to steal. You know, make it simple. And yet, But you ever find, like, reading it and going, yeah, that, you, you know what? That's spot on. And then even two seconds later, you forgot what you read. It doesn't even... You ever do that? It's crazy sometimes that even if we're in the Word of God, it can become so familiar to us if we're not careful that we'll lose track of where God has us and what He has for us. So today... We're going to go into another season, and it's a season and a time to share. And we're going to talk about sharing. This is probably one of the hardest things that there is to do for a lot of people at different times in their life, maybe too, or different spiritual levels, or whatever the case may be. 
this is really kind of tough this morning a little bit. And the only reason it is, not because of its complexity and what we want to believe, because it comes back to our heart every time. If I don't have a heart to share, it ain't going to happen. You know, again, maybe being a little transparent here, but when I look at my wife in the morning and I say, I love you, babe, that comes from my heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't just, I love you, babe. It comes from my heart. And, 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 And when we come into the presence of God, which is every morning we wake up, God wants to put within us and have that same relationship with us where we can be thankful and from our hearts we give praise and we give thanksgiving. From our hearts. This is one of the hardest things there is, I believe, as a pastor, as an individual, as a born-again believer to grab. I want to talk. I want to walk with us a little bit this morning in this. In Psalm 71, it says this, By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I mean, can you imagine a life like that? Number one, the psalmist is recognizing who? God, by you. And what's he doing? He's reflecting back on a time where he doesn't even know. He doesn't remember being in his mother's womb. But he knows and gives credit to God for it. He knows that God's been with him all of his life, ever since he was born. And, and he's just reflecting. He says, my praise will continuously be on you. Is that possible? Now, come on. I mean, you, well, back in those days, maybe it was. Maybe, you know, they didn't have uh, TV and a bunch of distractions and all this stuff going on. And, you know, they couldn't just get on a jet and go to uh, whatever, Spain. And, you know, and, and it's not the same, Pastor Tony. But it is. It's, it's the matter of the heart. And the psalmist is going, is by you. So recognize first, God, I am here. Seriously, because of you. You knew me in my mother's womb. Then he goes on in Psalm 71, he says this, Oh God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, Oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation by your power to everyone who has come. Full circle. By you when I was born and by you when I'm old. I'm getting some gray hair. Quite frankly, I've had it for some time. I yeah, I know, isn't it? But it's awesome. Yes. And and we we need to come to a place where we declare. Now you notice he's saying, "Oh God, you have taught me." So I'm not saying naturally in our sin nature and who we are naturally in this busy, busy world that it comes natural all the time to praise God. I mean, I I get that. Because it doesn't. Who here ever gets kind of like pulled away from God during your normal daily? Oh my, oh my, my, my. Sometimes I can't, I can't and I won't, but sometimes I really do. I just want to shut my eyes. And there are times I do take off. My wife knows she, I got to have some alone time. I'll go on about an eight hour hike and I'll not often, but I do. I just, I'll take off. I got to be alone. I got to be still because I feel myself fading and I don't want to fade. Are you kidding me? 
I know God knew me from the time I was in my mother's womb. I know that that I have been taught better than that. If for lack of a better way to say it, I've been in the word of God now for some time. And God has taught me. He has shown me. My hindsight tells me he has been there. And I want to declare it. Why would we not want to declare that that Trish is my wife? I'm not going to declare some other woman's my wife. I know that's an extreme, but again, an example. She is my wife and God, he is my God. I want to declare that. I want to, I want to express that, but it doesn't come naturally. Psalm 26 says this, proclaiming Thanksgiving, what? What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Your mouth. Does it mean quiet? Does it mean still? It means aloud. Who here, can I say freaks you out? I think I can. Who here that freaks you out to, to speak aloud in front of people? Raise your hand, be honest. I mean, because I get it. No, seriously, Trish is the same. I know, it's hard. So listen, the psalmist says, proclaiming Thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds, the wondrous deeds of God. Does that exclude anyone? No. So a little side note, if you do struggle being a little expressive aloud in your faith or talking about God and thanksgiving to him, practice in a mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and go, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, you don't think it works? I'm telling you, it does. Go to a friend. Go, you know what? I, I want to I praise God aloud. And you, 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 I'm telling you, even like here, you know, we've been here only about a year. But I know most of you now, right? But you have people that you meet. I mean, there's more. I mean, I'm not trying to single people out, but the, these, this is the Somalian faces over here. I get attracted over here a little bit. But you, as you get to know each other, talk more, don't you? And your relationship builds and you get a little more open. You know, Right? It's no different, guys. Even if you feel like, well, I'm an introvert. It's hard for me to express Thanksgiving. It's hard for me to, to proclaim aloud the goodness of God in my life. You know what? Just little baby steps. And before you know it, you'll find yourself, if there's, if there's a salvation there, a born-again believer will find himself with the strength of God. We'll talk about that in a minute. I've asked uh, three people to share with us this morning because we're talking about sharing. Just short testimonies on people that shared in their life. So the first one is Robert. Robert, will you share with us? I would like to share what a pastor taught me. I would like to have everybody stand up if you would. This is what he asked me to do. And everybody in the congregation, draw an imaginary circle around where you're standing. And what he said was that you touch somebody some part of the day, whether you're working or whether you're going shopping or just in your neighborhood. And he, he said that, you know, we're ordinary people. We can share what's in our heart and we can work towards I was a mason so I got to share when I was a mason if I didn't share 
I could show by the way I worked. And that's, that was the main point was that it's, everybody has to be willing. When you're willing, there's something God has for you to do. You're in this circle and you know you're going to run into somebody and you can share. Amen. Thank you, sir. And talking with Robert about and talking with Robert about about that Thursday, um, and, I, and I told the guys, of course, we're we're a little limited on time this morning, um, but his face lit up because he said that 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 was a, a finite point or one of them in his life that changed his life because he was kind of thinking, well, you know, um, who am I? I'm a Mason. I, I mean, seriously, he just kind of thinking, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a and he said, when that pastor shared with him that, it just kind of woke up his spirit to go, well, I am somebody. And I'm going to meet people other people won't meet. And I can share my story, you know. As I, it was neat hearing that Thursday. Um, Bob, you know, I, I don't know. It's cool. And it's true. Every single one of us really have something to say. Now we're going to hear from Ronnie. Would you come up, Ronnie. Now, I've uh, remarked many times that I've been in church probably all my life. But I found out that I was kind of playing church. And when we got transferred to Toledo, Ohio, I started going to a Wesleyan, small Wesleyan church. And there was a pastor there that his name was uh, Reverend Ken Beatty. And he ended up being probably my best friend that I'd ever had. And yet, he took me under his arm, and he taught me that God had so much love for me, and I never realized it. And I needed to share that love, and through his guidance and help, and through the prayers, I finally found out what it was to be a child of God. And it was the greatest thing I could ever have. We have an awesome God. Amen. Amen. Someone taking time to share. Just taking time to share in their their own realm. Change your life forever. Forever. Pastor Roley is going to share with us. I entitled this "Never Ending Love," and uh, it wasn't his enti- it was, uh, his title, but in hearing him talk, this is what I felt was summing up that moment of sharing. <laughs> uh, I just thank God so much, you know, from being uh, the black sheep of the family to being. Uh, Loved so much by God. I'm thankful for that. I had so many people in my life just come and and, and help me in my uh, sanctification. A lot of good friends. Put it closer to my mouth. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> um, I just thank God for all of those uh, friends and mentors that came into my life. They, they helped me uh 
be closer to uh, what God has created me to be, to be a worshiper to him and to his church. Thank you. Amen. We were talking about uh, sanctification, uh, Roley and I were, and actually, I mean, that can be kind of a big word in a, in a sense. But when you come to a place, as Roley did, I have, and many in this room, where you hear the Word of God, the revelation of the Word of God, which is given to us, meaning God reveals to us our need to be saved, and you make that choice, if you will. You choose to put your trust in Christ as your Savior. You repent of your sin, you choose to put your trust in Christ as your Savior. At that point, you are justified, like going into a courtroom. The gavel goes down. Christ has justified you if you receive what he's done for us by paying the penalty on a cross, being buried, but alive today. Now, then this process takes place that the Bible talks about, sanctification. And what that is, is becoming more like Christ. It's living life and allowing the word of God and the spirit of God to continue to work out in us his glory. Now, you know what? The Word of God and the Spirit of God is enough, always. But let me tell you something. God has for us to be shared with and to share and to walk with others and to be accountable and to encourage one another. Why? That we might become more like His Son. That's why. Thank you, Rolly. Psalms 9.1 says this. I will give thanks to the Lord with my, what heart? Whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. I love the word of God. Again, it, 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 for the most part, it's, it's, it's pretty simple and to, to the point. For the most part, I get it. Sometimes I go, ah, you know, five hours later, I might be digging and looking at other things and translations and commentaries, you know, which, Greg's going like this. Yeah, 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 I know. And I still go, ah, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to speak what I feel. And then sometimes I'm just going to have to pray and God, you're, you're the man. You, you got to be the one that speaks to our hearts. But I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will praise your name, O most high. So I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, that word exalt, what does that mean? So I looked at the English meaning of exalt. It was pretty interesting. I will be glad and exalt in you. I will rejoice. I will be joyful. I'll be happy. I'll be delighted. I'll be exalt, elated. I'll be ecstatic. I'll be overjoyed. I'll be thrilled. I'll be in cloud nine. I'll be in seventh heaven. I'll be on top of the world. I'll celebrate. I'll jump for joy. I'll be over the moon and I'll cheer. Woohoo! And in all of that, you know what God says? Just look to me for who I am. I'll exalt you because you're holy. That does not come naturally to us. We don't automatically know that. You understand what I'm saying? We might sense it. I would think we would. We're created in the image of God. Even if you're not a born-again believer, we still sense it within our spirit that there is a God, that he is real, there is a creator. 
Everyone in this room, if you're listening to me, you know what I mean, because no one's exempt from that. The Bible tells us that by God's very creation, God says, by my creation, you will know the very attributes of me. So there's no one exempt. People try to say that. They try, well, I'm an atheist. I'm this, I'm that. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, there's no such thing. You have to convince yourself to be an atheist, for example. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's impossible. So all of these things, I think they're kind of, I think they kind of relate to us. You know, I, I can grab, even though this is a, um, a, the English way of saying exalt, I can grab all this stuff. But let's exalt him together, the psalmist would say. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for the Lord. God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. How do we give thanks to God and how do we come to a place where we can share openly and freely as again when our heart has come to that place where we recognize who God is and we put our trust in him. If we try to share with, with someone the, the, the entire book of Revelation and I try to remember that thing and you know I get it we might be a little anxious but just share who we are in him and what he's done for us. That's, that's all he wants for us to do. He is our strength. Now see this part where it says, and my song? That's the heart part. He is my song. Has anyone ever found yourself at some time in your life singing a song? Okay, you know what? Okay, you're just singing a song. You know what I mean? Why? Because that song is where? It's in you. And it's so much in you, it comes out of your mouth. That's all that's happening here, that God is so much in us and a part of us, and we recognize who he is in our life so much. It becomes a song. What I'm saying is, you guys, it becomes natural. It just happens. It just comes out. Good morning, Sam. God is so good. That's what he says to me every time he sees me. It just just seems to come out, Sam. God is so good. It just comes out. So it's a time to share our life. You know, we share our life story with others. So here's what we share. We share God's grace. We've talked about that. And how do, what do we share? Well, two things would definitely be our salvation, our baptism. You know, physical baptism. You can, you can share your spiritual baptism too. But in, in this case, I'm talking about physical I come to a place where I received Christ as my Lord and Savior, put my trust in him, and then I was baptized. When I, when I read and knew that the scripture was talking about being baptized, I didn't wonder, I didn't guess. Guess what? I got up in the water. I got baptized, you know, to be a testimony, to share with others. Share God's mercy. Trust and obey. Sometimes it's hard to trust God. And more times than not, it's hard to obey. But we share those times we have. You know, there was a time that I trust God. And this is what he did in my life. There was a time I obeyed God. And we share those things. Why? 
because it praises God. It gives God the glory, and it encourages other people. You know, that I won't go back to that scripture that was talking about back in Psalms where he said, and, and give me the strength to share to the next generation. You guys, our generation, I'm telling you, I don't, maybe you know this already, but most I don't think do. Our generation is desperate to understand love. We are so far removed. I mean, it's just not a preacher preaching. It's reality. We have a generation that is so far removed and so, so socially removed from an interaction with, with people that, that they, they just, they, they want love. They want us to share with them, believe it or not. They are not desensitized toward it because they don't understand it. You just share with a younger person one time. I'm telling you, you take a deep breath, and I don't mean to prove something. or I mean, out of that heart and that song, just share one time with a young person, and you watch what happens. They'll grab a hold of you. I'm telling you. And then we're to share God's provision. We're to ask, we're to seek, we're to knock, we're to receive. When have you asked God? When have you knocked? When have you sought him? Let me share with you what God has done in my life, what he's doing in my life right now. Let me share with you. Let me encourage you. We need to share. We, we, we can't be a part of this thing that, you know, you can't share the word of God. You can't, you got to keep your mouth shut uh, you know, um, one little side note, just a little one. And, and I wanna, I'm, I'm, st- I'm hesitating just for a second because I don't want this to sound critical because I don't mean it to be critical. But over the, about the last 18 years, I hear so much of, of good preachers and teachers saying things like, well, you know, take someone a bottle of water and you don't have to say the name of Jesus. You don't have to say anything. Just your act of kindness is enough for them to know. Well, no, it's not. It's not enough to know. We're to proclaim his name. We're to share his glory. Now, thank you for handing, and I mean this again. See, that's what I mean. I don't mean this critically. Thank you for handing someone a bottle of water where maybe they're, you know, there's an event and they're, you know, they're hot. They need water. Great. Give them a bottle of water and that's awesome. But why not share with them how you got that water? God is so good, he provided me this water to give to you. You, you get what I'm saying? We need to share. I mean, it's okay, guys. God's given us permission. <laughs> right? Our Father said it's okay. So I'm going to share three short stories like the guys. I'm not going to make them long and make them short. But three stories of this last week I want to share with you. One was I was eating lunch with a really good friend on Friday. Next thing I know, this lady comes up and she goes, just, you know, it was a little awkward, but she's looking at me and she goes, are you a pastor? And I'm thinking, oh, what? What did my shirt give me away? Seriously, I'm going, are you a pastor? And I said, well, yes, I am. She goes, you used to be at so-and-so church. This is like eight, nine years ago. And I said, yeah. She goes, well, you know what? You might not remember this, but my, my husband's dad's brother's cousin something, I mean, it really was just this long string of things, said, invited us to hear you because you were um, 
heading up a youth ministry there. And I want to tell you something. Our daughter named Courtney, she said her name, I, I remembered her well. I said, I remember Courtney. She said, you changed her life. You changed her life. The ministry changed her life. She said, my life not changed. My life didn't turn out so good since then. I've been divorced, and, but my daughter, Courtney, she still talks about those times. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that to lift me up. I'm not saying that. But if we can't, look, if we can't put aside this false humility and think, well, I can't tell people about what, what I did uh, through God. I can't tell them because, you know, then I'm lifting me up. No, lift him up. And I said, well, praise God. Praise God for, for what he did with your daughter during that time. Glisten, glitter, and snow. We're going around first time there. That was kind of crazy. It's it kind of neat, but it's busy. Every, anyone ever go to Hayden City, glisten, glitter, and snow? Really? No? None of you guys? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember seeing you guys there. So we're there, lots of people, this young lady. I remember her. Rebecca, hi. Haven't seen you in a long time since 12 years, Trish, something, probably 12 years ago. Pastor Tony, how are you doing? And we're talking. I said, well, let's catch up real quick. Well, what do you do? And she goes, well, I got married. And my husband is a youth pastor. And guess what? We're leading the, the, the youth over here at this church just down the road. And, and she goes, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, that's so awesome. And I said, well, look, I'm at Four Corners now. Look me up. Right? I'm not trying to take them from the church. I'm just saying, look me up. She said, okay. She stops. She said, Pastor Tony. I go, yeah. She said, thank you. I said, thank you. She said, you have no idea how you changed my life, how the ministry, the youth ministry at, it was at Northridge, changed my life. She said, to this day, I talk about you and the way you do object lessons and the way you do this and the way you do that. I remember them to this day. And you know what? I'm telling you that it was instrumental in what we're doing today and working with youth. And, and I don't know. I just, thank you. Why? Because I took the time to share. Now, don't say because you're a pastor, of course, you're supposed to take the time to share. I'm telling you, I've been doing this so long. I meet a lot of people. Every one of us that have these little things, we have no idea what a sentence did to a young person or even a dog. We have some, I'm, I, some, maybe some of you do, but most of us don't have a clue. That even a smile when you get a cup of coffee. I, you know, I praise God that I'm able to get this coffee. You know, thank you for serving me today. You know, I know God's pleased. Just these little sentences. And it's nothing on me. It's the glory of God. But I'm telling you, it has an impact in eternity that we need to grab and understand. You know what it's like when someone shares with you something good? We need to share. John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now I could go real deep into this, but I'm not this morning. I just want to hit on one thing. A new commandment I give to you. A new commandment. And at first thought, I might think, okay, well, are you adding to the Ten Commandments, Jesus, right? I mean, I don't know, some of you, I know I did when I first saw this scripture. Are you adding to the Ten Commandments? That's a new commandment. Does it, does it remove the Ten Commandments? 
And this is a new one? No, no, it doesn't do that. And the more I thought and the more I prayed and the more I realized a new commandment I give to you. What's the new commandment? It's him. I give you me, Jesus. A new commandment I give to you. It's not... um, It's not lip service. It's not something that he says that you're just supposed to do because. He's literally saying, I'm giving you me. A new commandment. I'm Jesus is saying, I am the new commandment. I have come that you might be set free. That you might be reconciled or brought back to my father. I give that to you. Walk in that. Receive it. Trust in that. Come on, guys. If, if you're, I know I've been saying born again believer a lot. And if you're not, you might kind of go, what is that, Pastor Tony? But I think most in this room, I know a lot of your testimonies have put your trust in, your trust in Christ. You are a born again believer. Christ dwells in us. I want to, I just, I can't help it. Sometimes I just want to scream it. He, he dwells in us. He goes before us. Come on, put it on your face sometimes, you know. I mean, woo! Share. But listen to me. Share him in you. It's the only hope we have. It's the only hope I have. It's the only hope the world has. So, Our life in God's grace, this is what we're to share. Our salvation for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. How many people? All people, Titus 2.11. We're to share our spiritual gifts. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varying grace. 1 Peter 4.10. little side note, and then we're, we're sliding into home here, if you will. I, I prayed through this part here, and, and you know, I want to be encouraging, and actually this should encourage us, but we got to talk about pride for just a moment. And in James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then Ephesians 4.29 says that we're to build each other up. Let no corrupted or corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So just, just a little side note. God dwells in me, and I don't have every day is not a perfect day. Every day is not a lovely day, is it, Trish? No. Why did I ask? <laughs> Set myself up. But it's not. Come on, that's reality. Right? But we got to be reminded. I have to be reminded. For those times that aren't so good and my heart doesn't want to praise God, just, I need to just keep my mouth shut. I don't need to be critical. I don't. I mean, if there's something biblically not going on right, I mean, seriously, for example, if someone says I'm a born-again believer to me, and I see them stealing something at the store, guess what? As a believer in Christ and a brother in Christ, I'm going to approach them and say, you know, hey, George, do you really want to do that? I mean, did I just see you steal that thing? Okay, so there's a time. We're not all perfect. We're going to mess up. There's a time that we need to be accountable to one another. That, That 
man, if we're not, we're in trouble too. Get it? We have to have that accountability. Because if, we not, if we're not, we slide into what, where the world's going, where nothing's wrong and everything's right. And, uh, but there's also a time when we're not so thankful. Maybe it is some kind of a, a sickness or something's going on in our life or a job's changing or something's going on and we find ourselves starting to be critical and judgmental and speaking things into the air. Can't do it. The Christ in us is not pleased. It always comes back to hurt us. It especially hurts those that hear it. Just like our encouraging words can last a lifetime, I tried to share just a couple people. You, you heard me t- years and years ago. I, thank you for sharing that. It lasts for eternity. So can words that are prideful and judgmental and critical. We're in the time of thanksgiving. Give thanks. It's okay. And if you can't, shut your mouth, Tony. I'm talking to me. I'm not. And you. (laughs) Trying to encourage us. Don says this over Facebook. I am thankful for God's grace after my heart attack. God knew what I needed and placed me in the Florida hospital for something else. His immeasurable grace brought me back to life at the hands of a skilled surgeon. Thank you, Lord, for my life. I had no idea he's really struggling right now. I I mentioned this to be praying for him. I didn't realize his health right now is just terrible. He's really, really struggling. Pastor Larry and the worship team was praying for him when I was walking out of the office. I go, I had no idea. I mean, I saw this on Facebook. I wanted to share it, which he gave gave us permission to share it. Even, Even now... Larry says, you know, even in the middle of all the health problems, all the issues he has, he's still praising God. He's still giving God glory for the life he has and, who, and where he's at. I know that might seem hard. Doesn't mean we don't ask for prayer. Doesn't mean that we don't get mad. Doesn't mean that we don't get sad. But the bottom line is Christ that dwells in us, he is sufficient. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray for one another. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful, Luke 6.36. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy, five, uh, Matthew 5.7. I'm, I'm, I'm almost through, but again, let me hit this right here again. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Can I conclude that if I'm not merciful, I'm probably not going to receive mercy? Do you think that's a fair assumption? Not all the time. You get what I'm saying? Like, like if you go up to someone and you're just mad at them, like, like uh, someone cut you off in line, or again, you're at a racetrack getting a cup of coffee, and, and something makes you mad, and, and if you're mad at the person, do they usually just go, oh, thank you for being mad at me. I embrace that. No, what do you normally get back? <laughs> you know what I mean? But how many times have you given someone an encouraging smile or something, especially if you see they're really busy, and you just say, thank you. Again, thank you for serving me today. How many times have you seen their face go from anger or hurt or desperation to just, wow, thank you. Yeah, I see some heads going, I know, isn't it? The power of, of thanksgiving and especially the power of thanksgiving with God. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. We need to draw near to God 
We need to draw near to God. We want grace. We want mercy. We want a song that sings in our heart to God. It's only through him. It's only by him. See, we can't get it any other way. Can't get it on Sunday morning. Can't get it in Bible school. It's all part of it. Don't, Don't misunderstand. But we get it through a relationship and time spent with God. Now the day began to wear away and the twelve came and said to him, send the crowd away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find food, to find lodging and get provisions. For we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. They said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish. This is found in Luke nine twelve. I don't usually like to take something like this where you might not know the story. But just a long story short is, there's a lot of people. It'd be like me pulling out my mints right here and going, well, I got five mints. Let me see. You know, let me share these with you. And they're in a place where, you know, things are going and Jesus is preaching and the, the disciples are, are with him. And next thing you know, I mean, the crowd is there. It's getting late toward the evening and, and there's no food. And the disciples say, well, there's no food. They got to eat. Send them away. God, Jesus, send them away. Or... We've got to give them something to eat. It's kind of like, because they saw it. They know Jesus. They've seen miracles. I don't know who's here seen the miracle of God. When you've seen a miracle of God, or know a miracle of God, or believe in miracles from God, what do you expect? Maybe another miracle. Got to feed them, Jesus. And he says, you feed them. <laughs> you do it. Tony, you go share. Tony, you, you need to talk to that person. You need to tell them what I've done in your life. You need to share this scripture with them. You do it. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd love to be there. I, can't, I, I just wouldn't love to be there. And just go, well, how did their faces look like? What do you mean? We give them something to eat. You know, we got, we got like five loaves of bread and two fish. What are you talking about? Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I don't know when enough's enough. I, I don't know. You know, if you were here last week, I shared a little bit about Nicaragua. and I just did that again, seriously, so you know a little bit of where, why my passions are where they're at sometimes. I just, you know, I, I, I reflect and I pray and I just go, man, God, just... I don't thank you because, you already know this, but if you were here last week, I don't thank God because I have more than people in Nicaragua, or most people. I'm serious. It's not why I thank him. But I thank him because he does provide. And he wants us to share that provision, whatever it is. To much given, much we share. You ain't here by mistake. I mean, I'm serious. You know in your heart of hearts, places you can share, things God wants you to do. Let it be a song in your heart. So I want to ask a question. Does anyone here in this room, are you able to finish the sentence? I am thankful for. Not necessarily a testimony, not maybe a word or a sentence, but I am thankful for what?
I want to give you the mic. I am thankful for what? Tell you what. Ronnie, would you hand the mic around? Right there is the first one, Andy in the back. I am thankful for just a word or a sentence. I am thankful for being a grandfather and seeing life. Amen. I am thankful for. I'm thankful for for CBC and how it's changed my life. Amen. Ronnie is thankful I gave him that mic. He's getting some exercise in this morning. I'm thankful for family and friends who are there for me when I'm down. Amen. I am thankful that God gives me peace ongoing. It's still there for me. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you. I am thankful for my life and for my family and for the opportunities I've been, I've been given. Amen. I am thankful for love because love has no anger. Amen. I want you to be thinking in the next couple of weeks because I'm going to be given an opportunity for you to share. Again, you know, not long testimonies right now. I mean, hopefully in the future, God will stir up our hearts to have this desire to share. And what is he doing in our life? And But in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do this. We're not, just share. Oh, thank you. I didn't. I. She was talking about when I said the stories of the lost receivers or the stories of last week. Well, at Glitter, Glisten, and Snow, our grandson, six years old, he has a type 1 diabetic, diagnosed at four years old. And uh, he has to wear a, a meter, and then he has a receiver because he can crash, especially being so young. It's pretty hard to keep him balanced. And so he actually has a receiver that's built, literally taped to him, and then like a cell phone that records and it alerts if he's crashing to his mama. Well, he lost it at Glitter, Glisten, and Snow. And we're thinking, this is impossible. How are we going to, you know what I'm saying? How do you find a receiver at Lake Eva Park? <laughs> and so, but we grabbed flashlights and went there at like 930 last night. Going to find this receiver. We looked and looked and looked and looked. And of course we didn't find it. I don't if you will, I don't know. And then we went to the place where we said we're going to stop. And I looked on this hill and I went, and it's not here. And then Trish and her sister caught up with me. I said, well, we're going to stop here because, you know, no way we're going to go into the entire park. We just said, I don't, we ain't going to find it. And so her sister, it's, it's just crazy. You'd have to be there. But her sister goes, well, did you say we went right here? And I said, yeah, because I told her, well, we, we walked right here. And she goes, did you say we went right here? And I had my light. And it's, it's like instinctively, I just followed her hand where, right exactly where she was pointing. And I went, yeah, we went right there. And <laughs> the receiver, I kid you not. I mean, the receiver's like right there. And I'm going, what? And I grab the receiver and Trish calls up Heather, our daughter, and she goes, you ain't going to believe this. We found the receiver. And she goes, praise God. You know, she goes, I just got done praying that you would find it. When did you find it? You'd have to be there. Praise God. Oh, my, my, my. So 
We close today with this. Do what you can do. Most of us have phones. Most of us can text. Don't let this day go by without texting someone. Thank you. Just text them. Everyone can do that. Give them a thank you card. Give them a thank you call. Get, write a thank you letter. Do something today. And maybe some of you already do, but a lot, a lot don't. And even if you do, do again. <laughs> right? Let it be our song. A song of thanksgiving. So we, we are so blessed. Amen. Let it be our song. If you're here today, and you know it's not your song, you know, you hear about Jesus, you've heard the gospel. The gospel means the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That place where the word of God tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we know that in our heart. Like I say, there, there is no atheist. I, guys, they can, they can say what they want. And I'm not saying that because I'm sitting here and that's my stand and they have their stand. It's impossible. So if you're here this morning, you know that God's telling you that your heart is separated from him and that you need to be brought back to him. And you, that, that, that love I was talking about, you're just going, man, I know there's something missing in my life. I, just, I, just, I, I, I can just almost grab it, but I just don't know. And the reason is because you're created in the image of God and he's put that in you. He's created you. And so maybe this morning is your time to receive him as your savior. I know that doesn't make sense unless God makes it make sense. But maybe it's for someone this morning. So I'm going to pause this morning and just pray. And then we'll take our, our, our receive our offering. So let's pray. If you would just bow your heads so we can be still and not be distracted this morning. And I remember, I remember the day just like this. I was in a church service. And God put on my heart, without a doubt, I was separated from him. And it didn't make sense, but he said, I sent my son to die for you, to pay the penalty for your sin. And when I heard those words, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, I knew that was me. And then the pastor at that time said in Romans 6, it says, And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. My heart went, yeah. He said in Romans 10, it says, For if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God shall raise him from the dead, I shall be saved. I just knew it to be true. Not because of me, but because of the Spirit telling me, the Spirit of God. So if you're here this morning... The greatest thing we and I can share with you is God wants you. We can't pray. I can't pray for you. You know if God's speaking to you. You don't have to wonder, is this God if he's telling you to be saved? It's God. Tell him you're sorry for your sin. And by faith you believe he died for you because you're telling, he's telling you it's true. And you want to put your trust in him right now and receive him as your savior. As crazy as that might seem, he's telling you it's true. And if it is, 
you now have a song on your heart to share. His salvation for your life. In the name of Jesus, amen.